Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello and welcome to Not-So-Fantasy Football on Loser Radio. Here we have... Yanis and... <laughs> Rob, finally. <laughs> I, I was waiting for a moment, just, you know, as a surprise to see, do we have Yanis or not? <laughs> do we have... Yanis, yes we do. Yeah, yes. nice. Good to have you back, I'm man. Ba- I'm back. Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm so thankful you you managed last week mm. when we were. Up. I listened to the pods, um, being drugged by too many painkillers, uh, and uh, suffering. But it was one of the highlights of my stay in yeah. hospital. <laughs> Yeah, you you've had it rough, and yeah, yeah. Thanks everyone for <laughs> you know the well wishes that they sent to Yanis, and and thanks for uh, you know supporting him. He got on a plane yesterday, despite being discharged from hospital two days ago. Two hours ago. Maybe. Two hours before the plane. Yes. Jeez. No, not before the plane. Before the check-in. Oh, <laughs> Four <man>. hours. <laughs> and sat on the plane. And came over here happy as you like, yeah. and he's now not on any drugs whatsoever, and he's still having yeah. a good time. I mean, I'm I'm taking some um, some pills now, but it's it's fine. It's the pain is has mostly gone, and the danger has gone. So yeah, all good, all yeah. good. It's just it's just your your FPL team that's dying, right? It's not the FPL anymore. the team dying, and the, I didn't do my captains for Sky, which was. A devastation because not I'm only sorry. I was in Greece, which made it harder because I'm not allowed to make transfers from Greece. Yeah. But because I was in hospital, it was a bit harder for me to contact my assistant manager here in the UK ah. to deal with the transfers. So anytime yes, I, next season, I'm when not. we're when you're gonna win the game and you're in that position, I yeah. will do anything you need. Just send it over Thank to me and I'll I'll do it for you, despite the fact but, that I'm also but, not in the UK. But you remember that I was always reminding you. You were. Thank don't you. Get your captains. <laughs> and you know what? I switched my captaincy yesterday from KDB to Seriously. Mount. Oh. Just, I don't know why. I just thought, no, I think it was Cancelo. And I think I forgot I had KDB because I'd just signed him. I'd signed, I transferred him out for Madison uh earlier oh, on which that was, also... was not very successful as well hey really KDB well. smashed it over Madison yeah I'm happy to have KDB over Madison 38, and then... 38 points I think yeah and then uh... sorry guys we're, we're out <laughs> on a I different... did Werner for Son ah let's see well, Werner for KDB and then Madison for Son would have been the better way to do it but I yeah. didn't think about it enough and uh I've lost those points but I'm happy to have oh yes uh, you didn't think it through, yeah. I know, I know what you mean. I'm happy to have overtaken uh, the. I'm in a friends mini league, and I've overtaken yeah. the first position again. I was I dropped out for about three weeks, and I've well been done. like fighting to get back in. So thanks, Janice, for reminding me, and sorry for everyone who doesn't have any interest in Sky. This guy's also <laughs> a decent game, and if you have an interest in FBL, um, we would definitely recommend giving Sky a go because it not only does it introduce you a bit more into another way of playing FPL and another direction in FPL, which I think is quite fulfilling, but also you get really into fixtures like, yeah. Okay. Fixtures in FPL that we play is fantastic, but 
fixtures in Sky are really important in terms of how they're going to happen. And if you look at, if you know a good Sky manager, he'll tend to know how the fixtures plan out and why they go on a Thursday and why they're going at this time and why they're going at that time. Uh, so we had a friend last night on a WhatsApp group that I'm in say, um, why were the fixtures so weirdly staggered last night? Because you had one fixture starting at uh, yeah. 7.30, one fixture starting at, two fixtures starting at 7.45, and then one fixture at 8.15. And he was like, what is this weird staggering of fixtures? This makes no yeah. sense whatsoever. And effectively, when Sky have got all the picks and they've got the days that they want, they can put the fixtures at whatever time they want. So their fixtures, they've staggered with Chelsea and Leeds and City and uh, Wolves. So they staggered those so that when one game finishes, they can switch over to the next game. So they maintain a longer period of lots of viewers. Uh, and then the two games that were not TV selected end up going into the 7.45 slot, which is the general weekday kickoff slot. Um, so that's why, but yeah, it's just, that's the sort of thing that's detailed that Sky managers go into. If you remember when we were talking about which double game week City will have, we had the those two options of 36 or 37. Yeah. And this Wolves picture, uh, we were saying that if Sky allows it to go on the same day as Chelsea, leads Chelsea, it would have to be 45 minutes later yeah. or so half an hour later, something like that. Yeah. Unless they wanted to do it in the, on the next week, yeah. which was a free slot for a Thursday. Yeah. But yeah, because you have to kind of look at all those things in Sky, it makes a massive difference. If if Chelsea was playing last night and City was playing tonight, for instance, mm -hmm. it would be fantastic for Sky because you would have two different captains yeah. for the day. So yeah, it, it's the different format that makes you think in a different way. Yeah. But we're FBL now. So, Back onto the game. Yes. How did you do so this week, Yannis? With the dead team or with the team? <laughs> I mean, I'm more happy to talk about my daughter's team than my team at the moment, <laughs> to be honest. But no, it's it's fine. I didn't give much thought to what I did. Uh, I was in Greece for the christening of my daughter. Um, actually, I was in hospital. Yeah, because the deadline was Saturday, wasn't it? You were. In yeah. Hospital. So yeah, I was already in hospital. And I made two transfers. I had two free transfers. The one was uh, someone who wasn't playing at all. Uh, was Shar? Yeah, Shar to Timikas. Yeah. Uh, so that you just to you know save money and Pope to Edison. This turned out well. Just got the nine points from Edison. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to go double City defense. But the problem was I didn't have the money to yeah. go in any way. And I like, I like the option of cash. Unfortunately, on hindsight, I, I shouldn't have liked. Yeah. Uh, I like the option of Alonso and Matip and, yeah. of course, Cancelo. So those two, those four places were not, in you know, not negotiable to change. And, uh, it looks like you made a good decision because Edison will be playing the next two games by the looks of it. And yes. it looks like Laporte could be... He had a pretty um, uh, horrible... Not horrible tackle, but um, I think Knock. it was Jimenez or one of the Wolves forwards fell like onto his leg 
as he kicked the ball away and his studs were in the ground. So it would have really stretched some ligaments around his knee, like the ACL and the MCL. It would have really, it could have done some damage to those, which yeah. I'm not sure if he's out for a long time or if he is going to be out for the next two games. We'll find out tomorrow. Another um, defender. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like he could be out. Uh, yeah. I, I'd say there's a really good chance of him being out for that game because he got withdrawn uh, five or ten minutes after that. And they brought Nathan Ake on. Um, and they brought Fernandinho off and played Rodri and Ake, Zinchenko and Cancelo, which was, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. There was no point. There was no point in, in questioning that because yeah. the game was already. Oh, yeah. It was already 4 5 1. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was those were my two moves. Um, and I'm on 75 at the moment, which is a very low score judging it's double game week. What's the average? The average is 66. Above average. Yes, but, you know, 75 means for a double game week that you're around 37 points per week. Yeah. This is a quite low one. Although I did have some returns. I mean, I had Edison 9, Alonso 7, just his clean sheet. Yeah. This point on the last weekend was funny. Uh, Cancelo 14. Matip was a... a has been my best transfer the last couple of weeks. What a great pick. 11 points. Uh, Madison with a return yesterday, eight. Lovely goal. And thankfully, um, a return from my captain already, which yeah. has been... I was happy until I saw how many people have had captains KDB, though. Uh, but everyone yeah. else banned so far. So I've Just got... Why back to... to... Two weeks ago or three weeks ago, before you you went into hospital, and the podcast that you said where you said you might be triple captaining someone this game week, yeah. and it was between triple captaining someone this game week, which would involve a transfer to get them in that you ended up not making, and or triple captaining captaining Ian Acho on a random yeah. game week. Who you was remember, that person, Yanis? Uh, it's a it's a guy from uh, Belgium, I think. It's Kevin de, de something. Kevin de... uh, Brown. Kevin Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This this was my plan when when I completely failed with Salah in twenty six, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, I was trying to think when is the next chance for a triple captaincy, and uh, yeah, we were talking. You were asking when are you going to do it now? We, there are not many good options. I was thinking, yeah, City will have a double game week in 36 or 37. I'll, I'll try to get KDB in and captain him. Just ignore that. Yeah, I changed my mind. Or, to be honest, I was too afraid of not owning Salah. Yeah. So I kept, kept him in. Son is in great form. And I actually think that he might even get the golden boot, although he's two goals behind. Two? Is, I it, think is it not one? It is. 22-20. From the stats on FPL, that's what okay. I was looking at yesterday. Cool. I was yesterday to you, maybe that's why I, I got you confused. But cool. if he scores today, he's one goal behind. Yeah. And he's got two great fixtures against Burnley and Norwich towards Definitely. the end. So it's, he's really a contender. Yeah. He might get even a hat trick. He's they got a chance, hasn't he? They might push for a for a really good um, ending, and uh, yeah, that was what changed the whole idea of getting KDB. I thought there we go, Son is a good pick for a triple captaincy. 
I don't need to. Yeah, Salah has not been himself in FPL terms. Uh, of course, he didn't start against Villa anyway, so it's not it's not his fault. Yeah. But uh, I was too afraid. You know, I think it's it's this these things that I'll be thinking of. We, we can have a, a pod after the end of the season mm-hmm. of mistakes or you know some stubbornness. Yeah. It's the game weakers that you, you refuse to take out. Yeah. Madison and Ianacho for me have been not good choices. I thought that they, but, but we knew we knew the risk. It's yeah. not that I'm shocked. It was not. It was not a good choice, and I'm reluctant to change them. And that's the problem. It really is variance. Like it's a gambling game, and we take in all the information we've got, and we make the decisions based on that. And I don't think any one of us have made um, bad decisions. Lots of people say gut. Lots of people say watch what they, what's going on on the pitch, and they they make decisions based on that. But I, it's there's emotions involved as well. We're humans. We're not robots. And yeah. we, I had had three of the worst game weeks of the season in a row. I, not completely in a row, but I'd had uh, a free hit in 34 where I'd been the worst. Or 30, 33 free hit where I'd had the worst game week score I've ever had. The worst game week score uh, of my season. And that was yeah. a specifically picked team for that game week. And it just happened that I picked several of the wrong players and I picked some of the right players, but they didn't bang. And everyone's gone on Richarlison this week, for example. Richarlison was a really big player to get in this week. He's got a double-double. Um, and we've only seen one game, one half of the double-double, and he's not scored. But he had an amazing chance and Foster pulled out a worldie of a save. So there's every chance that, you know, Ian Acho could have got you the goals and yeah. Kevin De Bruyne hasn't banged four goals in one game. Kevin De Bruyne banging that many goals in a game week is not a usual thing and no one was really predicting it. Some some people were saying Kevin De Bruyne would be worth his you know captaincy and he was the guy to go for but it was definitely more weighted towards Salah because Salah is the goal scorer, you know? Yeah. So what I have that. what I have decided you know my obsession with Kane and my stubbornness on having him in, although he keeps bringing two, 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 two. He's coming. He's coming. He is. He is. He and I. I'm fine with getting his single points. I, I don't want to them doubled. Uh, but what I have decided is that from now on, I'm only going to be triple captaining, or there's only there's going to be an extra element for midfielders and not at strikers. It's something that I have underestimated and uh, I really wish that Salah would be upgraded. I don't think that he's going to become a, a striker next season. Mm-hmm. But I think that he has gotten extra points for being a midfielder that uh, others wouldn't. He has been deprived from, from bonus points by yeah. being a midfielder. That's true. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that it's much more worth, not because of the clean sheet option, which on a on a triple captaincy and on a double game week might even be six points. So it's not insignificant. But uh, from the points that you you get an extra, isn't it an extra for the goal? An extra point for the goal? Extra point for the goal. Yes. In the midfield. So all of those things, if you put them together... Uh, 
if you remember, we were talking about Dallas at some point last season, that being classed as a defender, he got that much points than being a midfielder. If you if you kind of take these things out and you count only goals, assists, etc., the Salah, if he was an attacker, he would have gotten far. He would have got far less points. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's a very big plus to aim for the midfielders. And that's why KDB, Salah, Son should always be the first choices. There's, a great, there's a great tweet from FPL Theorist, uh, who uh, we follow on Twitter. He's a, a regular poster. Um, and he says, just to reiterate how difficult it is for forwards to score high points totals in FPL today, Trent Alexander-Arnold needs 13 points from Liverpool's last three games uh, to match Kane's 2017-2018 total of 217 points. Kane scored 29 goals in that season and TA just needs 13 points from three games to get to match a 29-goal season. That's a striker in unbelievable form and a defender who's had a streaky season at best. You know, not many clean sheets and things like that. And he's just coming in and walking almost to match the totals. Which is funny because in a way, my mentality has been, it's kind of like doing the the end of the season. I'm so disappointed on my score. Mm. I'm I'm thinking of of how to play next season instead of the last two two weeks. But anyway, I think it's useful. It's useful to make um, a general uh, thought on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been thinking all season that attackers have a priority. So whenever I was in a debate, shall I use, let's say, Cash or Dennis, I would always go for Dennis. Because, you know, it's the, the, the potential of a, of a goal, even against uh, an assist against City, for instance, yeah. like he had. Whether Cash might play against um, Burnley and concede. Yeah. But in the long run, it should always be the other way around. Because the upside of cash would be a clean sheet, and suddenly you got you're talking about six points plus, and the attackers have too many two 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 twos in the season. It's so difficult for an attacker to pick up extra points. They have to score the goals to then get into that points total where they're into the bonus points system. Yeah. And if they don't score a goal, they don't get into the bonus points system at all. And you're seeing with amazing players like, you know, De Bruyne, Cancelo, uh, Salah, Diaz, all of these players coming in and providing assists, getting shots on target, uh, and they're having more success with their stats because of the fact that they are being allowed to take a shot from slightly further away that's more likely to hit the target. You know, a bit more space, a bit more time because... Uh, the defending for the forwards in big teams is so um, tight. You know, the, the defenders are always touch tight. They're always trying to get there. So City, will, this is why I think Haaland, everyone's going mad about how good Haaland's going to yeah. be next season. And looking at the way City play, Haaland is going to take months to acclimatise to this game. Like the way Kevin De Bruyne slides past Bernardo Silva and then Bernardo Silva slides defenders out of the way and then Kevin De Bruyne takes the shot. Foden, you know, 
slipping De Bruyne through so that he's playing as like a striker, but he wasn't the striker four seconds before that. Foden was the striker. And the rotations that they've got, it's not a system that someone can walk into and play amazingly well. Yes, they need someone to tap the ball in. But I think you saw it a bit with Chelsea and Lukaku. You had a proven striker, a proven finisher, and everyone was like, all this team needs is a centre-forward. And the centre-forward came in. Yes, he had arguments with Tuchel or whatever. He didn't suit the style of play, but the team was never set up to play with that centre-forward like it was. So getting the centre-forward in wasn't the solution. It, it was finding a way to... It, it takes time for them to get into that system. And Haaland's an amazing player, but people are calling for him to be 12.5 million when Timo Werner, different player, different everything, yeah. uh, came in and he was 9.5, 10.5? 5, 10.5 last season and yeah. did not justify that at all. You look at Son. Son came in from the Bundesliga. He didn't have an amazing first season. Um, True. And he's now up to speed with the, the, the league. But um, there is definitely going to be an acclimatisation period. And with City playing in such a specific style, um, I think Haaland's going to be, for me, a difficult... I'm not going to... If he's 11.5 or over... It's going to be a struggle for me to say yes. He's in my team. Good as because I was going there with with Lukaku that you mentioned. Yeah, I've got a, a nice example to compare. Uh, we've got Lukaku in this double game week, scoring three goals and getting three bonus points for the two games. Yep, and getting nineteen points in total. Yep. Okay, that's a good good score. Do you remember game week 26? Salah he scored four goals, one assist, and he got 28 points. Yeah. Because he also had a clean sheet in it. He had five bonus points. Yeah. So that's the, the difference between midfielders and attackers. Yeah. So I know a goal and an assist makes a difference, but I don't think it's... it's 11, is it 11 points? Am I... Completely wrong now with that. No, I think the bonus points and the and the clean sheet have added. It's not just that. It's not yeah. just the goal and the assist. Yeah. So I think I think going back and, and closing that matter. Yeah. The um, the midfielders are usually the best options. Uh, and just to to close with what you said about Haaland, for me, if Haaland, uh, not if we know that now, it's announced. Yeah, Haaland playing for City will make KDB the most essential player for me in in my squad. Agreed, agreed. I think I'm going to be starting with KDB because even if Haaland, Haaland is scoring, he's going to be served so much from KDB. Yeah. And KDB has had a, a mediocre season, to be honest. And I mean, he's, he's been amazing for the last two months. It's not for the whole season. Was it 19 goals this season that he scored in all competitions in fairness? Yes, the amazing most season he had. recently, it's two years ago. Yeah, season. yeah, yeah. I mean, four goals in is it five goals in two in one game? Week? I think now he's in uh, sixteen goals in total or something like that. It's it's ridiculous. It's yeah. it's really one of his best. Uh, yeah. It helps when you know he scores four against one team. But yeah, definitely. I think there's a ridiculous stat that uh, Kevin De Bruyne is now the highest scoring player at the Monolue this season. 
Like, really? Over all of the Wolves players, he scored more goals at that stadium. Than oh yeah, he's got he's got four. Uh, like like Jimenez got, got yeah <laughs> all season, <laughs> which explains Wolves' problem this season. Anyway, yeah. Now it, let's talk about no problems and talk about your team. My team had a good game week. I bench boosted and I had set up for this bench boost. And in the past, let's go to this app because this app shows my depression. My depression of uh, scores at game week 30, 30 let's say. I was at 31k. Uh, at 31, I was prepping. I had transfers to waste. Uh, so 31, I made some transfers. I went down 10k. 32, I had a grey arrow and I went down 300 places. So I'm at 40k now, basically. And then I had my free hit. And um, free hit got me a red arrow of 30k down to 70k it was the 7 million uh, ranked game week of all the game it was ridiculous um so that's the start of the depression then i wild carded went up a little green arrow with my wild card i was quite happy with that last week lost 20k again so i'm at 89k which is so i've gone from 30k to 89k using my chips when i expected to go through the gears and make those grounds up uh, and get into the top 10k, which was my target. I've now had a 45k rank rise with 140 wow. points. So wow. not a single well, I, Davis and Jao Pedro currently are my two blanking players with two points for Jao Pedro because he only played one game, um, which was a bit unexpected, but fair enough. Uh, I brought in Inketia this game week. Uh, and he's got me 13 points and he's still got a game to play. And I brought in Son this game week and he's got seven points uh, and he's still got the okay. game to play this evening. This is time stamped at uh, 11.40 on the 12th, uh, which is Thursday mor uh, yeah, morning. Um, so yeah, those are my two transfers for Werner and Havertz. And I was happy with, they've already outscored their counterparts, so I'm happy Tremendous. with that. Um, Foster 14, Cancelo 14, Reese James 13, uh, Trent really rubbish, four points for Trent, Laporte 14, Martinelli five with a game to play, uh, and Kevin De Bruyne 30. Uh, should have captained him really, I should have been brave. That's, That's a shame. The whole depression of game weeks, I was like, you've been going too wild, you've been yeah. making ridiculous transfers. Stop doing things for the sake of it. Got in Chelsea assets for the last two game weeks and they've done absolutely nothing. So I was like, let's just go Salah. Let's stick with what we know. Salah's got two game weeks. He's going to score. I should get some points from him. Salah blanks, gets six. Son on seven still. Nketiah on 13. Pookie on four. Happy with that. Pookie had a great chance. Okay. Hit the post. It was really yeah. sad that he... Uh, didn't return, but because he didn't return, that meant that Schmeichel got me eight points. So happy with that. Gordon on five with uh, a clean sheet and yeah, a, a blank. Nothing else, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Davis one, Jao Pedro two. So all in all, I'm on 140 with four players left to play this evening. And Amazing. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm really happy. I've got two attacking assets from Arsenal, a defensive asset from Spurs and an attacking asset from Spurs. And so I, think, I think you want a gold galore 
North London Derby. Yeah, I want Davis to get a hat trick because he's ah quite, yeah to cover. Yeah, he's quite low owned. Martinelli is also quite low owned. So if he gets a start, I'm happy. Any points that Nketiah gets, I'm getting as well. So I'm happy with that. I don't um, think you'll be very happy if Nketiah returns. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be happy if these players return. But uh, uh, FPL, I'm going to be happy. But actually, yeah. you are right. This is making FPL fun again. I would, I don't give a toss about the FPL tonight. Yeah, I exactly. want a Spurs win, and that's <laughs> all I want. And Even if it's an own goal by Saka, I, that would be great actually for ownership. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But, <laughs> that would like, be amazing for FPL as well. There's just no, no questions. Like this is one of those games where I don't think any fans from either side ha- feels confident. I don't think any yeah. fans from either side expects their team to do well if you're a real fan of both teams you're just going to be like this is such high pressure the stakes are so high and whichever team okay it's not done Spurs have still got a point to get on Arsenal and they've got to hope that Arsenal drop points in not just one of the games but two of the games and they've got to win and generally when Spurs have to win they they tend to not do very well some people would mention the b word yeah, is it? Sorry, if if no, if you if you win, you go one point behind. behind. Yeah. So if they draw one of the games, yeah, they've got Newcastle and Everton, play. and Newcastle play yeah, well. That's... And Everton might the the closer Everton are to that relegation zone, the better it is for Spurs. Right. They're now. not that close. I think Leeds is doomed. Leeds look doomed, don't they? But I think yeah. Everton will still need to get a a result on the final day. That's what we want. We want. Yeah. Um, we want Leeds to play well in the next game so that, uh, which they're not going to, they've got two of their essential players out, but uh, maybe even Rafinha out, who knows. Um, but we want uh, Everton to have something to play for. Spurs have got Burnley next as well, so it's not exactly like they're playing easy, you know. No, but this, this does help because if they win Burnley, that means that Everton... Oh yeah, it means that they're help. They're aiding Everton. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. being safe. We don't want Everton to be strolling on that last game. Yes, but it could be the you know, it's it's not like we play Burnley and Norwich very well. We when we play against the easier teams, we've had a terrible time this in the last few game weeks. So, you know, losing to Brighton and drawing to Brentford. So they're not yeah. terrible teams. They're good teams, but they're teams that officially have nothing to play for. So yeah. That's the that's the relegation battle. That's the status about the North London Derby. I mean, th- there is still hope for Spurs, uh, but I think that the um, what would help a lot would be a, a quite big win. Yeah. So that would put a lot of pressure to the young team of Arsenal. Yeah. And uh, it could kind of mean that they might slip. It's not an easy. Don't get task. me wrong. Like <laughs> I'd love them to smash them seven 0 That that'd be that'd be better than getting fourth in some way, I suppose. Yeah. It wouldn't, but it would it would go some way to easing the fact that we wouldn't we might not get fourth. But yeah, I think what Arsenal are gonna do is they're gonna low block, they're gonna play a really yeah. defensive structure with a counter. And what Spurs are gonna do is they're gonna play a low block uh with a really defensive structure and they're gonna counter. So <laughs> So it it's going to be the most dull game ever. Could be a great game. Could be an awful game. And I think that it's either going to open up early 
and that's going to cause chaos and make yeah. it like a basketball game or or it's going to be a very boring and and uh, it probably will lead to an Arsenal win because Tottenham if it keeps going as a nil-nil will start progressing and it they're really not ideal as a team built to to kind of yeah we beat Leicester almost. in the second half we got the second goal in um we got the first goal in the Liverpool game in the second half I feel. yes at the beginning. So actually, I Spurs start when Spurs yeah, start better, they play better. But yeah. they generally recently we've been having really ropey opening forty minutes. So um, I don't know whether or not we're comebacky at the minute. Whether we've got the, that in us to come back. Um, but generally, yeah, it's gonna. It's a really difficult one to predict. Uh, tensions yeah. are so high. Stakes are so high. Don't want to predict it, it. It's a shame. It's a shame because I think both those teams. Could, would deserve they've got some periods of time that they definitely deserve to be in top four yeah but both of those teams have periods of time that they definitely don't even deserve being in the european spots yeah definitely so the Conte era apart from those three losses in a row yeah where we there were rumors that he of him going yeah uh, has been phenomenal of... yeah and the the Arsenal, I would say, after November mm-hmm. era, apart from those three nil three losses in a row, uh, was it Southampton, Palace, whatever that was, and Brighton and, uh, was it Brighton as well? Yeah. yeah. A, well, I don't know if that was that was recently though. Yeah. Yeah, I think again they definitely deserved. It's the same story about Chelsea as well, but Chelsea had a much better start. Yeah. So that's why they were safer because after a point, Chelsea was so sloppy and they lost all the strength. The, the defense, which has been, we were talking at the beginning, they were contenders. We, we were thinking that with Lukaku, they probably would, would win actually yeah, they could, win it. Could I, I think and... I, I must have predicted them at some point of winning it at the beginning of the season. Yeah, exactly. We thought that they had so much of a bank of um, a bench, you know, options. Yeah, and they could replace anyone anytime. Which they uh, are doing at the moment. They're doing well. Havertz's forms dropped off. Werner's forms dropped off, and because of that, they put Lukaku and yeah. Pulisic, for example, in. And that the bench is coming is... in handy now. The defenders are another story entirely. Which, Christensen... which makes sense because two of them are leaving. Maybe three. Actually. Many of them, any of them, could be leaving almost. No, I mean we know we know that Rudiger is going to Real. Yeah, we know that Christensen is is uh is off. Is he definitely it's, going? Is that confirmed? It it is not confirmed as announced, but he's he's in talks with Barcelona. He's, yeah, I mean it's it's a player that is. We call it in Greece. His one foot is out of the door. Yeah, that's uh, also yeah. the same in English. Alonso is the same. The Barcelona wants him. Sabi yeah. wants him. He's, we know the story. I mean, I didn't until this season. I didn't know that he's so much disliked by everyone in, in the UK, apart from FPL players, yeah. FPL managers. He's a crazy player. Yes. but um, So if three of the, and with Chilwell out, half of the season at least, yeah. James being on and off, zero yeah. or 20 points yeah. uh, every couple of weeks. So Man. the defense has been has been a, a nightmare 
yeah. a nightmare predicting, a nightmare on on getting the right player at the, on the right moment. Yeah. So yeah, Chelsea has not been consistent, and that's why if they didn't, if they hadn't won last night against Leeds, they would seriously be alarmed of not even getting the fourth spot. Yeah. So it, it's it's a shame on one side that Arsenal and Spurs have to battle for one spot because yeah. they have been good but at the, on, the, on the other hand it's a it's a marathon it's not a sprint so for the whole year I think the four first teams will probably be uh, with Arsenal in it and might because of of Conte coming late yeah. might be the right the just thing for the whole season we'll see what about relegation now I mean my pain Leeds is, it's gonna be Leeds not equal to last week's, but Leeds is a mess. And a... we were talking about uh, so- uh, Solly March, is it? What's his? Uh, Jesse Marsh. Oh, Jesse Marsh. Um, of kind of making them bounce and no, they've been bouncing down and down. Well, and they down. bounced up and they had that um, bounce. A good time, but they weren't managed. They didn't manage to keep that going, and they've now lost two or three in a row, maybe even four. Try to remember that bounce. Why did they win? Were they better? No, they just were a bit more aggressive. Yeah, and they got some wins, but they didn't play nicely. They didn't play well. They they weren't good. We did say it was it was different, a different style of football. People said that they were very similar styles of football to Piazza and Marsh, but they are they are different styles. And what Marsh is doing is, you know, he's energizing his players and he's getting, he's trying his hardest to get stuff out of them. He doesn't have the majority of his team still, let's face it. He's still yes. really struggling for players. Which Bielsa didn't have as well. Which Bielsa also didn't have. Uh, but Bielsa also didn't exactly get them an amazing amount of points either. Yes, true. Yeah. But at least they're playing fun Mar- football. I think whereas what, now they're playing what Mar- rubbish what Marsh's football. Time, which, is, which is bad is that he came and straight off he tried to explain why if he failed it was not his fault it's kind uh, of like like saying from the beginning that yeah i might fail but it's not it's not me yeah. he started talking about the fitness of the players and uh, that they are injured because of of Bielsa. we know that you don't yeah. have to state it openly it's not and especially for a coach such as bielsa yeah. I mean, it, you're a young coach. You're not. You're not. You know, the most established. You need. You need to start in a more modest way, and to talk down about a manager who has been an idol and a god. Oh, he didn't talk city. down about him. I think that's unfair. No, it was. It was very, very clear accusation that Bielsa has burned his players. It wasn't just him that was saying it, it was everyone that was saying it because Bielsa never had a season where he had a fully fit squad. Yes, he, but but it, because it, everyone is saying why do you need to mention it? He stated everyone facts. is already saying it. True. You don't need you have to be but more... he came in and he said that Bielsa is a god. He said that Bielsa is an idol, and I don't he said lots of very respectful things to him too. I don't feel like he he came in and like I've I had don't know Jose Mourinho not... come in. You know. I don't know if that came out well for the players. That's what I mean. I mean, for, for the fans, it doesn't really matter. But I don't know if the players are backing him that much. Because the players were devastated that Bielsa left. Completely. So the players heard 
him say that Bielsa has burned them. And suddenly they're, they're thinking, yeah, he's right, but Bielsa is our father. So, fuck off. <laughs> so it's, they, they don't have this connection that they were losing. I mean, they lost 7-0 to City, but they still were leads that we knew them to be. Yeah. Now, they're, they're not leads. You, you have no idea what that team is. But they were still Bielsa's leads. And now this is a team that is no longer Bielsa's leads because it's a different manager who's trying to bring a different style and defensive pressing. And even though they are, you know, playing with 10 men in the last two games, they still looked dangerous and they still had a bit of bite about them. Which what is... do you say about those 10, 10 players in two games? What do you get out of it? Two red cards in 25, 30 minutes. Got a lot of passion. Yeah, or a lot of aggression or a lot of nerves. And it reminds me of the Leeds that was relegated 16 years, 17 years ago. Yeah. Where they were doomed and they were they were only playing hard, you know, yeah. kind of this... Leeds, have, they've set the record this season for the most cards in a season. They're the first team yeah. to ever hit 100, 100 yellows and reds in one season. This season... Not the leads from 16 years ago. The, like this season's leads yeah. have been even worse. Dirty, and it's not like okay, they've got some cards under Jesse Marsh, but Bielsa's side. It's not something that's it recent. It's an, it's an aggressive team, yeah. And it was a horror tackle. The Daniel James one was a horror tackle. He gets the ball, um, but you know they signed this player from Man United, and he wasn't putting in those sorts of tackles. That, to be, to be honest, I think it was much much worse than Ailing. Ailing, I didn't find it that... I mean, it was yeah. a red card, but I didn't find it like something that is disgraceful or something. Agreed. It, yeah, but I mean, a lot of, I, I read a lot of people writing that, oh, that was a horrible... Time. It, it was unnecessary, completely yeah. and foolish, yeah. but not something that was that dangerous or that, that James was, was reading. Yeah. Yeah. Like I right imagine now. James, Reese James' owners reading James' red card must have felt like... Hard like drop. Hell. Yeah, I was watching it. Didn't look like a bad tackle at first. It looked like he got the ball, and I was like, "Yeah, that's fair." And then he got the red card. I was like, "Whoa, he must have he must have said something horrible," because yeah. you saw him like scream at the referee, like "I got the ball," sort of thing, with probably yeah. some slightly fouler language. And then you watch the replay, and you're like, "Whoo!" Oh, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if the ref gave the red card for the right reason. I don't know because I don't think he could have seen how bad that was. But that was really bad. That got one ball really that went bad. For, for more than one ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Christ. Anyway, um, Leeds are in a very dire position right now and they really need someone else to start cocking up because they... That, have... That's the only way, exactly. I was thinking that the only way is Burnley, who's doing really well, yeah. to start failing. Yeah. And... The Spurs game is not an easy game. They could easily lose. I mean, we, we were expecting them to lose. Yeah. But they do have Newcastle at home. The and last Villa. Game. And if away. you have to ban on one of them, I mean, I would expect Burnley easily, easier to, to win Newcastle than Leeds to win Brentford. See, in, in a way, yeah, in a way, no. Like, Tottenham need the win against Burnley. Okay. The motives are, are agreed. I didn't see that Aston Villa team that played against Liverpool bowing out and being on the beach. I see Gerard coming in being like, you guys need to play for your place next season. I want to see a decent team. 
So I think Aston Villa are going to... Yeah, there are teams on the beach. We, you know, this is always discussed. These are professional footballers. And I think Gerard is not someone that suffers fools slightly. And he's not going to see someone play like shit and keep playing them. And I think he's going to give Burnley a game. I also think Newcastle have got these new owners. They've got these multi-millionaire owners. They've got a lot of passion, a lot of drive. Even Kieran Trippier said, we need to win every game. And, you know, I want to help Spurs beat, uh, get fourth place by beating Arsenal because um, he's, no, yeah, they play them in game week seven, um, 37. But then he's also got to play against his old team, Burnley. So is he going to help them? It's, it's a completely well, weird thing. Help then, all his former teams. Yeah, and Everton have then got Brentford. Is he even playing, by the way? Sorry. He <laughs> came on, didn't he? Oh, great. I didn't, I, I didn't notice, sorry. I, I, I was a bit preoccupied in hospital. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you are. I'll give you that. But yeah, it's they. every single team, every single game in the next three for... The two that have three and two for Leeds uh, is going to have something on it. And each of those teams are going to try and play their best. I, I feel I feel like the professional integrity at this end of the season is going to be consistent. Teams like Norwich, Watford, um, you know, Leicester, give or take, haven't got as much to play for, maybe. So they might not play as well. But this relegation battle is tight. It is. So, do you think there's any chance West Ham causes a Great major segue. problem to the Manchester teams? Great. Because segue. it's 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 very funny. You've got at the same time West Ham. If they take points from City, uh, it makes them easier to kind of chase Man United for yeah. the spot. So it's yeah. it's a very crucial game. But they might be missing Antonio, so that's that's a big problem for them. But he's not scored since game week twenty one. He's not scored since December, right? Yes, but he's he's a threat. That's what I mean. He's he's there. His presence, not not for his scoring, but he they're missing their only. Do you think that um, the Ukrainian guy, the, yeah, Yarmolenko, is going to yeah. be that threatening? Is he the striker? I mean. unless, they not play Bowen as the striker? Unless they play Bowen, you're right. And because they've got great midfielders, wide midfielders. And if you have been Ben Rama had a knock as well, though. Yeah. I read. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's gonna be a tough one. And City is in such great form. I would really like West Ham to <laughs> to get those six points and go above Man United, but I, yeah. I don't think it's my probably unless unless Palace beat them completely yeah I mean, Palace have, you, know, you know again they've got a manager that's new this season he's going to be driving them on maybe right until the end of the season could be could be anything at the, that last day of the season um Zaha against his former club so ah uh, that's that's the perfect cue now the perfect segue Zaha Zaha is has already risen in price yeah and he's considered as one of the best options even for captaincy yeah for this week, because he's got a really nice double. Palace is one of the teams that double. Uh, it's Palace and, and uh, Burnley and Villa and Everton and Leicester. Am I right? Or am I adding too many? Maybe uh, it's not Everton. Villa, Burnley, Burnley, Palace, Everton, Leicester. Yeah. Oh, it's five of them. 
How is yeah. that? Is that because Man United don't play. Oh, you're right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're right. So, what are your plans? Well, there's a yeah. It's getting in Zaha is my main aim, and Martinelli is the one I'm going to try and remove because I can't guarantee he starts tonight, let alone the next two games. Um, so I want I want Zaha. The way in which I'm going to try and do that is if Laporte is out, which I kind of expect him to be, transferring Laporte out, <clears throat> hoping that prices all stay permanent as they are, and transferring a three, 4.3 million defender in. Now, there are two 4.3 million defenders that double, one of which is Mason Holgate, who I'm not entirely sure I trust, uh, but it is Brentford and Crystal Palace. The other of which is someone that started at least the last five or six games for Crystal Palace, and that is Nathaniel Klein. So Palace have had a pretty set back four with Tyrek Mitchell, and I think Joel Ward would play right back in some games, and he'd play left back in, yeah. They've got their set back four, but in the last 10 games, Nathaniel Klein's played right back give or take. Apart from the FA Cup, he didn't play there. But um, he's their sort of go-to right back at the minute. And he's 4.3. So he's below Gehi and he's below Anderson, who I expect to get more points. But he's going to be getting some points and uh, he allows me to get Zaha in, which means I'm going to have Gordon, I'm going to have um, Schmeichel, uh, two over two Crystal Palace, who have got a good week and uh yeah. yeah that's that's my doublers yeah that's that's good i mean talking about my plans um i'm i don't have much to play for I'm, i've made a big drop I, uh, unless unless son goes crazy today but i think that i might even get a like i'm um, even a minus eight just to to have fun with it yeah. Zaha is a good option, but because I have nothing to play, I don't want to go template. I don't want to go with the, the obvious one. Yeah. And I'm thinking of, of even getting uh, from Kulusevsky down to Olise. Ooh, yeah. See, that's the other one. Olise and Mateta. And exact and Inacho, I was thinking Inacho to Mateta, or Maybe that's a bit too bold. So the option would be if if it's a minus eight, I would go Elise Mateta Richardson, uh-huh. just to get Richardson in, who's a difficult choice because I want to get rid of Dennis and Inacho. Yeah. But the same option, which is probably one I'm going to go because I don't want to give it too much thought, is just Elise and Mateta for Kulusevski and um, Dennis. Yeah. Which is quite a downgrade for both. Yeah, and I can even go for Edward instead of Mateta. That's the um, thing. I the, the forwards sure got- have swapped in and out in the last two games. It's been Mateta pretty much for a, a period. Um, but if you listen to Planet FPL's Crystal Palace uh, Clash of the Correspondents, he was very much like we seem to be going in waves. And mm. you know, at the very beginning of the season, there was lots of Gallagher points. Gallagher was on everything. He was the points getter. And then towards the middle, it was, you had a point a period where Elise was getting a bunch of points. And then yeah. you've had a period where Mateta has been getting a lot of points. 
And now yeah. it seems to be the time where Zaha is getting points. Zaha. So, you know, he's on penalties. He's got two games. It's not that he's going to get a penalty in these two games. Villa and Everton are not easy fixtures. Um, Palace officially have nothing to play for again. But yeah, I think if you're going to get one, you're going to try and get the penalty taker is important and trying to get someone that plays two games is, is also important. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I mean, the, the easiest choice would be simply Dennis Tumateta and yeah. keep Kulusevski, which is not a bad choice because Kulusevski against Burnley and Norwich is is not a player that I don't want to hold on to. But I like the option of, I like the Olise one. He he's a he's a really nice player to own. Yeah, and uh, I might, I, I wouldn't think of going Salah to Olise, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> so. So the only the only option would be that. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I will think about it obviously until Sunday deadline, guys. Sunday careful. deadline. It's one of the few cases. Well, May the next two. They're both yeah. Sunday. Exactly. May fifteen, ten thirty in the morning. Be careful. That's also crazy, crazy not time. Regular. It's not like the. Um, You'll have to do it 11- in church. I will do it while playing the organ, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean all of the listeners, because all of our oh, listeners, listeners are going to be sorry, good sorry. church-going people, of course. You're right. Uh, course. We're all very much, you know, shepherds of, of no, whatever we keep of the flock. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, don't don't um, don't get stressed about Saturday because Saturday is the FA Cup final, which is completely. And I think we close with that. What is your prediction? So. There's been some nice, you know, rested salads. There's been, yeah, there's so there's been a good uh, uh, period where Liverpool have had a bit of time to take some of their players out. Uh, Chelsea are finding form in some way. Uh, they're playing with some some pizzazz. Uh, I think it's going to be a cagey one, um, but I'm going to go with a Chelsea win. No. Oh. That's interesting. I'm gonna go three one Chelsea. Three one Chelsea. Yeah. If it was a, a a win by Chelsea, I would go with two one. If it's Liverpool, I think it's gonna be like a, a three nil or something. They're either gonna smash them or they're gonna lose it. I'm really biased because uh, I'm not a fan of Liverpool. <laughs> I'm um, I'm not a fan of Liverpool, but they're they're by far a better team at the moment. They they're really Diaz is is such a great player to watch. Yeah, he's incredible. They're they're really great. They're really great. I, yeah. I hate them, but like I can't. Klopp I mean, it's mean, the worst. Klopp was mean to Spurs, so that's definitely it's swung the worst my Champions League final. Games. It's the worst Champions League final. The two yeah. teams, Real Madrid, Liverpool, and Bayern Munich, are my my worst team. So yeah, yeah, it's not. But at least I respect them. I respect <laughs> Liverpool the way they play. Yeah. So yeah, I think that it's either going to be a, a huge win for Liverpool, yeah, which might give it, you know, keep the tension for the for the challenge of the of the league as well. Or it might be a, a loss, and suddenly you we're talking about, you know, oh, what's going on with Liverpool? Tuchel's going to keep it tight. He's going to keep it tight and cagey. Uh, he yeah. he does well in finals, as we saw last season, and. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's got a chance. Liverpool have got a lot to focus on. And 
this is the only thing Chelsea have got to focus on. So, um, True. yeah, that's what I'm going with. Good. Cool. So, till next time. Stay safe. And stay tuned. Bye. Thank you very much, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>